you know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the five-star Joshi Show here on the Fight Game Media Network. I am your host, as always, Scott Edwards, and with me to review a very, very special stardom show is none other than my good friend, Trent. Trent, welcome back. Thank you. We did the vibes check of this show, and it was justified as good enough to have me on. <laughs> it was, yeah. So to to tell everyone how this went, I said before the show happened, I said because you had a busy week, and I was like, okay, we'll we'll see, we'll see what makes sense. And mm. I said, if the show's great, we'll make it happen. And I think I don't even know if the show ended yet. And you're like, so what time? <laughs> what yeah, was like, it was getting close to the end, but it technically yeah. hadn't finished yet. But yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, I think we can call this. Yeah, like I don't even know if the world title match happened yet. And you were like, all right, <laughs> lock it up, sign me up. But uh, I think that's the, I think that's the perfect respect of how good this show was. Uh, of it's course, Trent sh- worthy. It's Trent worthy. That's what I said. We got the Trent get, seal get of approval. That's how you know it was a banger. Yeah, unless if it's the five star finals level, then you know, uh, mm-hmm. which doesn't you know, that's asking for a lot. But uh, we started off hot here for stardom, and it took long enough, as I like to say, it only took two months. Um, but you know, they closed out the year as strong as they did, no one else closed out the year like they did. So, yeah, they had to take a little bit of a breather, they had to have a couple of people in their corner to do a a trios tournament, which mm. doesn't necessarily capture the highs of a uh. Dream Queendom, I to think for a second. I always forget the titles of all these shows because they're all using Dream and Queen and Cinderella. Like, I get confused. It's shocking how many times I haven't messed up All Star Mm. Grand Queendom. I think I I, confuse the five star and the G1. I've got no hope. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you know, you're doomed. Like, when I say the All Star Grand Queendom, I always think I mess it up Mm. because it was All Star. Dream Cinderella. Dream Cinderella. Yeah. And then you have, I don't know. It's bad. I'm I'm already breaking my head. You have Grand Princess and TJPW. Yeah. So, like, using that grand part, it's like, eh, okay, fine. At um, least I haven't jumped into princess-named shows yet. When they do that, we're all doomed. Well, we're past that. We're in Queens now. Yes, only true. Queens, so, yeah. yeah, we're past that. Next, next, uh, next step is... Um, the quest is being completed. Yes, the quest has been completed. Um, but a great, great show we get to review here today, of course. We have a lot to talk about, so we're just rambling here for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, it's actually probably bad because we're going to talk about so much because Stardom also had two press conferences. And I'm, I'm going to say this now because I've told people for about three weeks now I was going to start doing a like legendary match and I was going to watch through and review it on this show. Well, the stardom decided that ain't happening today. So I got to push <laughs> it back one more week. I will do it next week, guaranteed, because it's not too, too, too much next week. It's a Wrestle, uh, it's a TJPW 
Grand Princess preview that will really take up most of our time. See, I'm gonna call the Wrestle Princess because you know. All- well, technically, there is there are matches that we have watched and we are reviewing tonight. Yeah, so it yeah. does fit the bill. It does. I just. I, I've been trying to like get into back into the old Joshi and then I push yeah. it off because I'm like, well, there's just no room. I don't need the show to go two hours and 50 minutes, just two hours and 30 minutes. It's fine. Um, anyways, I'm going to stop rambling. Let's get to it. Triangle Derby won championship battle. Uh, I remember when this show was made, I was like, oh, cool. They're going to put the uh, finals on, on pay-per-view. That's great. Mm-hmm. And then and then the high-speed title match got added. We're like, oh, Okay. That's cool. Probably get semi main event finals. Get the f- get the main event. They add hash and and Hameka. I'm like, oh, that's a fun ad. All right, this card's gonna be good. It'll be worth you know going out of our way to see. And then they added a world title match, and that was Julian Mikey. I was like, oh, all right, that uh, okay. And then they add Sayakamitani and Hazuki. I was like, all right, well, <laughs> we're. We have we have our new show of the year potential contender here if it all hits and oh, oh, oh baby I think every match with stakes of some sort hit to yeah. the highest degree um, I know I know we'll get to the world title match which I know a lot of people are decisive about because of how it finished but uh, I I have praise for that one as well so don't you worry but we'll start at the very top of the card which was two pre-show matches. Uh, Rina defeating Hina and Miyu Amasaki at the trios match. This will also be happening on the Cork and on Friday to determine the next future of stardom title number one contender. So how pissed would confusing. you be if you're Rina? You win the match. This one doesn't count, even though it's on a pay-per-view. Um, if you get screwed in the Kurokan show, you miss out on challenging for the future title. Justice for Rina. Yeah, you know she's not winning that match. <laughs> That's the sad part. Um, you know, it, it's a pre it's a pre-show match about exactly what you'd expect. The two yeah, we've seen this match or some iteration of this match a hundred times. We're gonna see it a hundred and one times. They know what they're doing, they do a good job of it. Um yeah. Next up was Queen's Quest, Utami Hayashida and Lady C pre-show Utami. Yeah, pre pre show. I know some people call it the pre show when uh, the first match gets every free on YouTube. Mm. No, no, no. This was as pre show as it gets. This was before the show was even live on pay per view. Um, so Tommy getting the win, not a big shock there. Um, it's weird seeing her on the pre show. Like I, you know, last year she had the very quiet year for the first mm. half. And I was like, okay, this is probably as bad as it gets. And now she's on the pre-show, Team Lady C. You know, it's fine. She didn't have a spot on this show, but it's just weird. Yeah, I mean, you you feel like if the people who aren't involved in big stories, if they're going to find their way into a main card nothing match, you would think Utami would. But really, like, she got kind of screwed because both Izumi and Saika Matani were busy um, with title matches. (laughs) <laughs> so you are kind of stuck with the well are you putting lady c and hina on the main card for a show like this over mayu utani and kogumara and stuff like that the answer is no so utami just has to come out with the epic royal music while people are still getting their you know drinks drinks and seats 
You know, yeah. No one's even seated. Not the whole building wasn't even close to seated yet. Um, and it was a packed house. They uh, were very close to two thousand in the building, mm. which was very which they should be with this card. Yes, this is very true. I I I was wondering because, and I think it's because it all came so not last minute, but within like the last three or two weeks, is that I mm. checked. So I was checking the ticket sales on the website, and they usually keep those up to date pretty well. Yeah, like you'll say sold out. So. Everything was pretty open, and then when I saw the building, I was like, I'm going to assume a lot of those things closed. Uh, I I was wondering, because like the Triangle Derby in of itself, the final, like it's cool, but maybe wasn't moving tickets like some other, even tournaments, because this is the first iteration. It doesn't have the legacy of a Cinderella tournament or even a goddess of starting tag league. So it is possible the tickets weren't moving as much, and they thought, let's stack this boy out. You know, let's make Mm -hmm. the Triangle Derby Championship show feel important um and then they might move the tickets quicker next year but it is also important to keep in mind japan has a very healthy and strong rock up on the day kind of market if a show sells out well before the day it does kind of show oh you could have ran a bigger show because there's a lot of people probably still coming there's a good it is good to remind uh what stardom is doing numbers wise like let's not overlook that and you know you talk about how like oh let's pack up the triangle derby first time thing they do this for the cinderella finals mm, mm. like i think people forget that the first shuri and tommy match that everyone went crazy about that was on the cinderella finals <laughs> so like how tommy walked out in her dress after that match which yeah you do forget, forget. It, it's yeah it's kind of like the Utami shuri match from gold rush that didn't main event. We then had to go out and you know do the wackiness that the TLC matches. Yeah. We're actually it's incredible after Dream Queendom that they didn't have like a musical performance from uh, uh, <laughs> Natsupoy and Tam Nakano to finish yeah. it off or something. Yeah, Tag League's the only one that doesn't uh, do that. They follow the same uh, method as the five star instead mm-hmm. because of how those are made, which is interesting. But uh, nonetheless, we can. We could continue forward. I sorry, wanted to get into a few number of things there, but let's get to the main card. Uh, my Sakurai, Tekla, and Micah defeated Club Venus's Mina Shirakawa and Maraime, as well as Waka Sukiyama. I know, big shock there. Um, <laughs> big takeaway from this: Tekla and Maraime have great chemistry with each other. You know, they were trading off their poses, and when Maraime mm-hmm. tur- did the spider pose, I was like, "All right, all right, this is unfair." Both of them are too cool. Uh, and I was like, well, you have your SWA title match here the moment that you bring it back. Mm. And we finally had someone bring it up this week, which we'll get to later. Um, but that was my big takeaway from this match early on. Yeah, there wasn't too much to really look at here. This was very much a fill the card kind of match, but it was nice to see a little bit more Mariah May in this kind of situation. Um, everyone kind of did well. I'm sure Mariah May appreciates having someone in the ring that they can talk about the match in English before and after. Yeah. Few and far between in Starman, admittedly. Yeah. Uh, And uh, me, um, my soccer, I won with the uh, Houston hangover. So shout out. And still brilliant. I love the fact she brought this in. I haven't seen anyone do it since Booker T regularly. I know there would probably be people who are doing it, but yeah, for me, it's, oh yes. Good good move. And she's hitting it well. Yeah. Poor Walker. (laughs) <laughs> Walk is the only one getting a hit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, Why do you have to do the crazy, dangerous spinny move just to me? 
I don't know the first time she hit it. I was like, oh, Waka, Waka got squished. That that was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a good one, too. Good good for my. You know, thinking about where she was a year ago, and now she's doing a Houston hangover as her finisher. It's an impressive yeah. uh, growth for her. And really, if you look at this match, and this is kind of how I looked at it, like you have probably the two most improved wrestlers in Mina and Mai. Mm. And then you have Waka, who I think is improved. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I will say, like, Micah improves all the time. That's just how she is as a wrestler. She gets better and better and better. Mm-hmm. So I guess she counts too. I Brian thought she May. took a big jump last year. Like, it wasn't yeah. as noticeable because she's already really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think her improvement shouldn't be overlooked. Yeah. As I say with Micah last year, she made me a believer that she could win one of those top belts. Yeah. I didn't believe oh. that going into 2022. I definitely believed it leaving it. Hmm. Um, and then Teclan, Mariah, Mayer, both great. So, oh, yeah. Good for them. They fit their roles perfectly. And I think, uh, I think Tecla, since coming back from injury, has been even better, too. So, she's had some consistency, which when you get a couple injuries here and there, that's what you need more than anything. It's just a mm-hmm. chance to get your rhythm back, find your style again, and then you can start building upon that. Yep. Uh, away to tie defeated stars. Big, big faction match here. I would read through all the people, but it was everyone. All, all of stars and all of Oedo tie, except for Rena, basically. Yeah, you didn't have Suzuki in there, you didn't have Rena, and you didn't have Starlight Kid. Yeah, there you go. So, all made sense. Easy match. You know, we've seen these two factions wrestle a hundred million times over the past couple of years, especially in these current factions. So, all the day's work. Momo Kogo lost again. That is your big story there. <laughs> she was the one to take the loss. Yeah. And it was via Fukigan death roll-up, as I predicted on the show last week. It, it's <laughs> the way to do it in a lot of ways. Like, it's always fun. Like, cause, yeah, with stardom in their tag matches, you kind of, you work out at a certain point when it's like, oh, these are the last two people. There's no more tags now. It's just chaos on the outside, two people on the inside. And when it was Momo and Fukigan death, that's good because, like, if Momo did manage to get a win, you could believe it, but you kind of – I like the Fukigan death roll-up. It's done well. It really folds them up like an accordion, and you get to do the little death so- uh, sign with her. I get a good laugh that Fukigan death is only around so little and – she just rolls people up every time. She's she storing her power. If she was there every week, she'd be losing it. Sorry, That's true. why she had to keep true. changing gimmicks lately. And she's gawking in death, billiking death, keep people on their toes. And she's wicked over. Oh, yeah. Like, more than I expected. Um, I, I think her style translates perfectly to a live audience. You know, when you see this, like, Fookie and Death, she does change things up a little bit, but, like, you know the shtick by now. It's like a Tori Yano. It's like most of these comedy wrestlers. You kind of know what to expect. When you see it live, it always feels a bit fresher, a bit more special, a bit more fun. That's very true. That's very true. Um, we move forward here. Uh, let's talk... Triangle Derby semifinals. Everything from here on out is really the big talking points of the mm. show, though we still got 15 minutes out of the first parts of the show. So we ran for at least five of those minutes. That's true. That's true. I was checking boxes of things I could think of. Uh, but we had God's Eye, Shuri, Mirai, and Ami Saray defeating the Cosmic Angels trio of Tamakano, Natsupoi, and Saki to advance to the finals. Uh, I don't think the God's Eye win was a big shock. I think. As I said previously, with these two teams or these two trios, whoever I 
at the time. Whoever won this, I thought was winning the tournament. Mm. And we'll get to that a little bit of how <laughs> I'm happy to be wrong because for one time, a promotion went with the people that probably should win your tournament. Mm. Um, but I thought this match was really solid. You got to see Shuri and Natsupoi have fantastic chemistry in there, which isn't shocking. Of course, they're both former faction mates, so that isn't all that surprising. But I was like, well, I need a singles match between them now. Give me them in the five-star. <laughs> um, really solid work. Nothing uh, nothing to complain about here. Yeah, this was the weakest of the Triangle Derby matches on this show. That's not a knock on this match. It's just kind of more crazy. The oncoming ones. Oh, yeah. The lack of Suzu was apparent. Um, but <laughs> it is nice to see Shuri get a, not necessarily shine because she doesn't need the shine, but it was nice to see her kind of the focal point of this match mm. um, rather than Mariah or Amy Sarai because Shuri, you know, after her long title run, you could understand her maybe taking a back seat in some of these moments, but she got a good little fun showcase with Natsupoi. As you mentioned, they worked fantastic together. It was a great finishing pair. I could have seen this match kind of going either way. Again, just because like I if if they were going for the championships, I could see Cosmic Angels being a good title contender for that. Um, yeah. But God's Eye won. It makes sense when you look at the power levels of each team. Um, that was a good match. It was a good match. That that wasn't too surprising with these two mm. teams. Um, but I will say the the final two triangle derby matches of the entire tournament ended up probably being my favorite two, um, yeah. which I will give a lot of credit to Prominence. Which of course the second match of the semifinals saw Prominence and the Arts of Stardom Champions. Uh, Suzuki, Risa Sarah, and Kurumi Haragi defeating Seven Ups Nanai Takahashi, Yu and Unamizumori. Um, one, this match was great. Like, this match mm-hmm. was legitimately great, which isn't shocking because Seven Up has shut up a lot of people each and every time that they get a big spot. Like, I said to you, did I say to you that I was about to have a Seven Up problem if they won this tournament? Yes, I said it to someone. Did. Okay, you said it to um, me. Okay, but it yeah. wasn't a, you didn't you didn't say Seven Up problem. You said the Nine Takahashi problem. Yes, specifically because I haven't had a problem with her so far. She's yeah. been great. I give her credit. Um, but if they won this tournament, I was going to have a problem, uh, which they didn't, so it's okay. Uh, but my favorite part of this match was the closing stretch between Suzu Suzuki and Yuna Mizumori. And I had multiple people reach out to me and said, this is the best they've seen from Yuna Mizumori. Now, I've seen greatness from Yuna Mizumori elsewhere, so it's not really shocking that she got to do this, but her and Suzu in there hitting each other with haymakers, hitting each other with everything they got, not too surprising that it ended up delivering. One of the lariats that Yuna hit on Suzu, I literally said, oh, my God, <laughs> on the spot, out loud, watching it at, like, 4, 4 a.m. <laughs> she has a deceptively good lariat in the mm. sense that, like, you know, when I think about the best Joshi lariaters out there, she's not necessarily the first name that comes to mind, but whenever she has a match, where especially where you, you're allowed to go a bit heavier like you are in a bigger match like this, whenever she unleashes one of those lariats, that does catch you off guard. So, all right, you're a hoss, you're a power wrestler. You It kind of gets lost in the fun and the slightly comedic style that she wrestles, but she was all business here. 
And, you know, it was a fun match. You know, Prominence went hardcore initially. They attacked before the bell. You had the chaos outside, which would be greatly overshadowed by another match. But at the time, it was like, oh, this is a bit different. It gives us some different mm-hmm. vibes. Um, it ties into how Prominence is. And it told a great story because at the end, 7 Ops, you know, strength game kind of started to win over. And Suzu Suzuki, despite being booked like a boss throughout her stardom run, she looked very vulnerable because she was getting triple teamed a lot. Yeah. And it wasn't a decisive win. It was a, like a rolling tequila shot rather than the impact version. Um, but it, it made both teams look good as they left this match. I love Reese Sarah. I just want to. I just want to <laughs> put that out there. Like I, I say it every time she wrestles, but I absolutely love this woman. She is so great. Like she does the little things and makes them so entertaining. She yeah. doesn't even like half of the half of the trios matches they do. She just lets the other two go in there and do stuff. She's like, I've yeah. done this. I'm good. I'll just fill She's in. the boss. Yeah, exactly. I'll fill in when I have to. I'll drop my knees on a few people. That's fine. But you guys can take all the stuff. But when she's in there, she's great. Um, so I just wanted to say that now because I'll probably say it later again too. Uh, because she was in the match a lot more later on. Yeah. Um but Kurumi she Hiragi two matches, so you have to mention it twice. Yes. And I want to say Kurumi Hiragi, she's probably like if I was to pick one person that broke out in this tournament, it is her by a mile. And I know she's a former, you know, she's a former champion ice ribbon. She was and she came back when, you know, from knee injury. So mm. it was just a matter of her building it up. But she had a stellar tournament. She, you know, she's in a ter- she's in a trio where you are going to get overshadowed. <laughs> You're going to get overshadowed by Suzu. You're going to get overshadowed by Risa. That's just how it goes. Mm. So how can you stand out? And it's exactly in the role that she's supposed to be in, which is the big powerhouse of the trio. And she's really killed it. And I I just wanted to give her that credit now because I thought she really stood out in this one, you know, when she was in there with you and the nine. It's a perfect complimentary piece because you're absolutely right. Trying to compare to Suzu and Risa, if you do what they do, you're going to look worse mm-hmm. by comparison just because of their levels are just so high. So you do something different and you give that uh, extra dimension to the team. And that's what Haragi does. She's really good. Like she does get overlooked unfairly. She's quite a talented wrestler. But I do think maybe people were put off because, like, her first match back was the I Quit match starting in showcase <laughs> against Shuri, which yeah. was just in the middle of the card. It served no purpose. There was no heat. It wasn't a great introduction to her for a lot of people. But now that she's had time to, A, get into rhythm, like we were talking about with Tekla earlier, and, B, you know, get in the right position and situation, now you can appreciate what she brings to the table. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy 
happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, yeah, she's made them the best trio uh, mm. going right now, and deservedly so. Deservedly so. So after the match, Suzu gets on the mic, as she does. I feel like I see her on the mic all the time, all of a sudden. And maybe it's because they're always closing out shows in stardom all of a sudden. It's just their thing. Um, but she, you know, calls out God's eye. And obviously I'm excited. And I know you were excited because it's like, oh, we're going to see Suzu and Mariah again. Let's mm-hmm. go. That's, that that's was the, the main rivalry. thing I was focusing on. <laughs> that's the rivalry that, like, is just so, like, under the radar in a lot of ways. That that match will be a world title match in stardom within the next two years. I can tell mm-hmm. you that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not wonder, if it's not world, it's wonder. Uh, that is, they they know what they have in those two. That's why they keep putting them in there. And and when this match happens, Sonny, if you're listening, Rossi, if you're listening, Mariah, Suzu, if you're listening, give us some advance warning. Don't just drop us drop it on us by surprise. Because I want to I want to be there. I want to see this yeah. match in person. Yeah. Because they bring the energy. They bring the hype. I wanna I wanna be there for it. Especially now, cheering back. Yeah, we'll we'll get to uh, their fi- their most recent lockup uh, later mm. on in the show. But so they call out God's eye and they say, you know, what? we'll put our titles on the line. Whatever, let's do it. And that's when I was like, oh no, <laughs> like, is Prominence gonna lose? <laughs> and I started to get like fear in my gut. And obviously, it makes sense to put your titles on the line because mm. if you're gonna lose in the finals, you probably shouldn't be champions anymore. But Fear was kicking in because I think a lot of us also know that God's eye is probably ready for that rain eventually. Um, so I was like, all right, well, the stakes are there. If they weren't there before, they're there now. Um, that's exciting. It made the final a lot more interesting because if the titles weren't on the line, you could have bet the house on God's eye winning because that's just what happens. You then set up a title match for prominence to get back to win. But when you're just like, no, titles on the line now, this is winner take all. It, it ramps it up a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. After that, I was like, you, you were worried Prominence were losing, and I was like, oh, okay, Prominence are going to maybe walk out with the titles and, you know, cl- win the tournament. That's that's a cool twist on things. Yeah, I just didn't. I don't want Prominence to lose the titles because I just You didn't want believe forever. in Risa. You didn't believe in that. No, 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 no. You didn't believe in Korea. No, no, no. I didn't believe in typical, in typical wrestling booking that the champions are going to win a tournament. That's what I didn't believe in. Uh, but I should have known prominence are a different animal altogether, especially in the world of stardom. Uh, but we'll get to that later. We'll move forward now. Chihiro Hashimoto defeating Hameka. Very quick match, very hard hitting match. But what you'd expect for the retirement road for Hameka, though, um, while also trying to get Hashimoto built up more and more in the stardom fans' eye for Shuri. Uh, I, th- I thought it was the perfect. <laughs> dominant match for Hashimoto though uh she doesn't want to make it to retire without a few bumps and bruises because she <laughs> launched this poor woman on one of the suplexes and I was like oh I almost for- I sat there I was like Hameka said she was retiring not her right so much for that um it, it was it was a really entertaining match I wish it went longer that's about it yeah, I, I think the one thing you could say is there was probably five more minutes available and another gear they could have gone. Um, this very much felt like a fifth from the top match on the card where it, the show is so big you kind of one match had to lose time 
Um, otherwise, this show just would have probably gone on for too long. Um, it would have been nice to see it be slightly more competitive, I guess, but that is also the Hemaka fan in me commiserating because, uh, yeah, Hashimoto dominated very much like the Mariah match where Mariah put up a fight, but she was, you know, clutching at straws just trying to survive. Uh, Hashimoto did some damage and Himika got soundly defeated here, which does make sense because Jihiro Hashimoto is kind of being built as this final boss energy um, for a certain match that's coming up and got announced that we all knew was happening. But after these two matches, if you didn't know who Hashimoto was, if you're a stardom exclusive watcher, you know she's important. You know she's a big deal after Mariah and Himika. Yeah, she's the type of wrestler you're probably watching. You're just like, I don't like you because you're beating up all my favorites. <laughs> um, not Which would be me if I didn't know her beforehand. She's gone yeah. after Mariah. She's gone after Himika. If she challenged Maya Watani next, she'd be doing everything she can to piss me off. It'd be a fantastic match. Um, after the match, it was made official. Shuri versus Jiro Hashimoto, all-star, grand Queen them April 23rd, uh, becoming the second match on the card with Hameka and Micah, of course, set for that mm-hmm. show as well. So now we're up to two. Keep track, everybody. That was, we were not done there. Uh, next up, so in what was uh, somewhat of a surprise, the Wonder of Stardom Championship would be going ahead of the High Speed Championship. Um, because the high speed had a lot of excitement going into it, obviously, mm-hmm. as the big rematch from last year. So it was Saya Kamatani defending her title with a record connect to it, of course, that will continue and continue. Uh, going against Hazuki, Hazuki debuts a new song, you know, she's got this great new gear, she has this really, really great entrance with stars, you know, welcoming her into the ring, and it means and- nothing. Against yep, the reign of Sayakamatani. Yeah, as most things have meant nothing against the reign of Sayakamatani, to be <laughs> fair. I'm just saying, like, this has mm. been ridiculous, but uh, it's a credit to her. This is probably her height, truthfully. I'm starting to realize, like, I don't see her winning the world title anytime soon. So, like, enjoy this, especially for the Saya fans, because it, <laughs> you saw it with Momo. Like, you have this big dominant reign, then you get, you go down the card. And you'll come back up for title matches. Yeah. But I don't, again, I don't see her winning the world title anytime soon. There's just too many people uh, ready to win that. And of course, the wonder. Um, but the match itself, folks, let's talk about the match itself. So Saya Kamatani, of course, defeated Hazuki, but not without a few uh, heart attacks, a few uh, insane moments, a few great moments and what i now have as my top starter match of the year i don't count mercedes monet and Kyrie, so don't even ask me that's not a, that wasn't a starter match it didn't happen stardom ring and see stardom billing so we're not talking about it um but it was absolutely fantastic and the only critique i have is that the wrong person won which seems to be the common consensus. Everywhere I read, it's like match of the year candidate would be match of the year if Hazuki won. Um, and I always, I feel awkward about judging a match based on its winner um, because that's yeah. not really judging the match. It's judging personal preferences. But as someone who watched Mayu Watani versus Kairi and historic crossover, I understand how a, a different mm-hmm. result can 
disappoint you when you're then looking at how to rate a match. Um, yeah, this is match of the year so far for Stardom. Uh, they went well above and beyond. I knew this was going to be a great match. Like, Kazuki in this kind of situation, sort of being unleashed with good story behind it as well. Yeah. They actually invested in this match despite getting announced pretty close to the mark. They they went pretty hard in the storytelling through the, the weekend shows. And they came out and they delivered. It almost feels like they were like, is that like Kid Nazumi being put over us? No. We're still in the <laughs> show. Which is probably a good thing because like you you do want that competitiveness you want people to go no we, we're, we're taking this show you're going to remember us um yeah. and fair play to them that's what they did you know people have been a little critical of size rain lately last couple of matches maybe haven't lived up to what you would expect from someone who's getting record breaking reigns yeah uh this match was what we were hoping for from Saikanatani it was it was very reminiscent of that Tam match from last mm. year, yeah. Um, which I thought up until this point was the best of the reign, and maybe this one's more meaningful because of the rut that Saya was in per se. Mm. Um, and I I always thought Hazuki, if anyone was going to get her out of it, it was going to be Hazuki because, as you and me have talked about recently, you know we look we went back and watched the Ariso Shiki match, um that. Hazuki had, which of course was her previous Wonder of Star title uh, challenge. She has the energy, she has the capabilities to raise up any match. And I think with this and the way she's able to bring the crowd into it, you know, because mm. she's always focused on that. And I, I watched um, Fantastica Mania for New Japan, and that's something that Mystico was doing really, really well in all his matches. Like, he would keep clapping, keeping them into it, and it just brought up the energy, brought up the match to make it better. And that's what Hazuki does a really good job at. And I've said multiple times, I'll keep saying it, to me, she's the most consistent wrestler in stardom in terms of house shows. Like, no matter what, she is going out there, she's putting her best foot forward. And a lot of that, I think, just comes down to the part of, getting the crowd into it. She's been doing that since, you know, she walked back in the door with the clap mm. crowds. It's been something she's really focused on. So now that they get to sing it back to her and say, you know, chant Hazuki, and, like, it just makes the match all the more exciting. And, of course, the moment of the match was when she hit the vertical drop brain buster in the middle of the ring. They you believed, me. didn't you? They got me. Because, like, I, I, I'm realizing that she's, like, in my mental headspace of fandom here. She has replaced Momo, finally. Like, oh. she, got, she got to that level probably through the FWC run, truthfully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And which replacing Momo is a big deal, folks. I, I just want everyone to know that. For um, you. For me, for me, yeah. Not in. I'm talking about me. Um, it's we always like, ask Scott. Yes, yes. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you know, my favorites are Mayu, Hanan, Hazuki right now. Those are like the big three, and Hanan's just you're just the title cool. stars, Stan. No, Kokuma can hit his hit or miss, uh, <laughs> but Momoko, eh, I'm not a big sight eater guy either. Anyways, 
Anyways, but I know there's some people writing you hate mail after that comment. Oh, I know many people that I'm friends with are probably doing that. Uh, but that's besides the point. I called her Yoshihashi, I think, last week on this show. Why I said, would you do that? I said she is going to be their Yoshihashi. She's going to get her big shot later down the line. She doesn't have a stick. No, she wishes she does. She'd probably be more important. She um, broke the stick. He got the stick, and look at him now. He's a tag team champion. Anyways, let me let me let me continue. So. I, I said before this, oh, I'm starting to believe a little bit. And then I was like, no, it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen because I've been set on. It's going to be Mina. I know this. I know this. But when she hit that brain buster, boy, oh, boy, Trent, my heart was full of joy and excitement. And then Sayakawa Tani came out. <laughs> and everyone, was, everyone, including in the arena, was like, oh, my God, really? Yeah. You've mentioned a couple of times. I do think we need to stop and make a point. The crowd was hot for her. Yes. Like the beautiful thing about the crowd coming back is maybe getting surprised. Like I remember when my Himmer faced seven yeah. up. I like obviously I love my Himmer. The crowd was like all over them. We yeah. want you. This time with Suzuki, like early on with the uh, the the face washing she does with the boot, the crowd were like getting right into a brainbuster, right into like the crowd. And I don't know whether it's like they're just this crowd was really pro Hazuki or just wanting to see a title change, but they were a hundred percent behind the challenger. Um, it didn't detract like there was no air being sucked out when Sai Kamatani won, like no, can happen no. with title matches, but the crowd were wanting Hazuki yeah. to show up and they got what they wanted. Yeah, the, the crowd was stellar. Um, it's why this match I think stood out above the rest, which I think the yeah. rest of the way were all fantastic, um, in their own ways, different ways. But yeah, this was absolutely fantastic. And then the closing stretch, you know, Saya is hitting everything on this mm. one. She she hits a Star Crusher kick out. She hits another Star Crusher and the Firebird Splash kick out. And that's when I was like, oh, wait a minute, what? Um, and then she hit two more Star Crushers, and the Hazuki finally had nothing left. It's about as great a way you can lose in a match and, you know, kind of feel like you you accomplished a lot. Mm. And it's that Saya needed to use more moves in her arsenal. Well, the same moves, but more of them in her arsenal than she's had to do against anyone. And it yeah, was she just had a to big stack. proving point. Yeah, I was like, once she kicked out of the Firebird Splash, I was like, she's not going to do the Phoenix. We've moved on from that. <laughs> well, that's that was the thing. Like, I am very curious to see what they do with the Phoenix Splash. Is she done with the move? Is that going to be what costs her the match against Mina Shirakawa? She's going to go up there and hesitate? Because I thought that's yeah. what... Not that I necessarily thought Hazuki was winning this match, but I thought after Firebird kicked out, she kind of was... You could see, you know, she's selling the, what do I have to do to beat her? And my thought was like, Phoenix Splash, you haven't done yeah. that yet. You know, you, you've not used it since Mina Shirakawa. Is she going to bust it out? And then she just spammed Star Crushers. She had the she had the finishes saved up in the WWE 2K games. <laughs> um, so she, she, you know, expended all of those. But, yeah, it's going to be very interesting because now, like, you see this towards the end of some championship reigns when the moves that were winning in the past, they don't do the job anymore. And... What what's what you gonna do next? But yeah, it was a really good way to finish it. Um, short of doing the Phoenix Splash to win the match, this is the best way to say Hazuki was her toughest opponent yet, which is fair. I've never felt more confident after this match. It's like Hazuki's getting 
one of these titles. It has to happen. I think that After crowd, that crowd reaction, reaction. Yeah. yeah, the crowd reaction was a guarantee. I was like, okay, it's gonna happen soon, someday. Can happen. After the next challenger or someone down the road, but it has to happen now because the crowd wanted her to win so badly. Mm. Um, she was right there with the Mahime. I thought that was Mahime. Thankfully, uh, Hazuki's sticking around. So, uh, please. No, well, I say that, but she's had two retirements previously. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, I will be really upset if Hazuki goes away again. I, I don't she's think she's looking at him like going, hmm, yeah, retirement shows are fun, aren't they? Well, Fun maybe isn't the right word after how she went out last. I time. don't. She looks like she's having a great time though, so I don't. I don't expect it this time around. Yeah, she she, she gets to be Koguma all the time, which is something. It seems like that's all she asked for. Uh, uh, I, if Hazuki turns heel again, Koguma's turning heel. That's that's what you need to keep her like, around. No, no, no. She's coming with me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which would be a why we'll have the evil bear, cocaine bear. Anyways, move on. Uh, <laughs> after the match, Sai I can see Kogama doing that, by the way. <laughs> Sai Kamatani gets on the microphone, and I'm like, oh, cool, next challenger. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Mina Shirakawa. And I just go, the Cinderella is saved. <laughs> Let's go. Like, it was like, I was so happy. I was just mm. so happy because that was my biggest fear. Um, and I knew, you know, we all knew Mina was coming. Yeah. It's just a matter of when. And mm. it's been made official for All-Star Grand Queendom. This is the big wonder match. We know the other matches on that, so it's not like it's going to be the main event or anything. But it's a big match. You know, uh, it's a credit to Mina to getting to the spot. And I, I sat mm. here and thought about it. And, you know, someone's going to call me stupid, and that's fine. I can do it for them if you'd like. Mia Shirakawa should be grateful that Unagi Sayaka went from here to here within a year. Because to me, Unagi was always in this spot of that number two in Cosmic Angels, a potential wonder of Storm champion. Then we saw Unagi, of course, start to drop down the card and we saw Mina not only and I want to give full credit to Mina too mm. because Mina has improved more than I think anyone expected her to I know for me I never saw her coming uh she's become a complete wrestler in many ways she has her own identity now um but I I just thought about that when this match happened it's like you know when I saw Nagi challenge at the beginning of that wonder raid I always thought oh I could see them come back to this somewhere down the line and uh Ultimately, it's going to be Mina who gets that second shot at Saya Kamatani. And good for her. Obviously, there's a story at play here, the natural story. Um, and it's one of those moments where it's that kind of lightning in a bottle situation. Mm. Uh, you don't want to waste it. So I understand why they're going with it. And it's at their, some people say, biggest show ever. We'll see the full card, and then we'll decide if it's the biggest show ever. But uh, either way. It's it's potentially the record breaking or record snapping uh, win that Mia Shirakawa could have in her future. So good for her. Good for the Cinderella. Everyone wins, <laughs> <laughs> except for Saikamatani because her reign is coming to an end. Yes. Um, yeah, look, Unagi obviously like had really established herself in the year prior to last year, and yeah, I, I think ultimately as much as. Yeah, I think Unagi is a far more interesting performer and character. Right now, when you're looking at just who who would put on the better match, 
I think you'd be putting your money on Mina Shirakawa now. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't the case for a lot of last year. And she's really stepped the game up. Everyone said it. We're not breaking new ground by saying Mina Shirakawa has improved. Um, <laughs> but it's a testament that, like, you can see her getting maybe the number two, number three spot on this big, big show. And you're not thinking, oh, well, there's a dud. You know, you, you can believe that it's going to be um, a match that lives up to the yeah. standing of this event. Yeah. And she's one of their – I, I like to remind people of this. Mm. She's one of the most popular wrestlers on that roster. She's in Cosmic Angels. That guarantees you a top 10 spot, basically. Yeah. yeah. The, the the top 10 spot is Cosmic Angels, Mayu Tani, Starlight Kid, and uh, the other person can switch in and out. <laughs> yeah. For a while it was Himika, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we'll know. If I was in Cosmic there. Angels, I'd be a top ten most popular performer. Yeah, that's Stardom. that's the thing. It's just it's an incredible, uh, incredible little pace they got going there. But of mm. course, you know, fantastic match here, All Star Grand Queendom <laughs> continues <laughs> to uh, continues to build, and that's the exciting part. And that comes after again, like I said, the start of match of the year up until this point. Um, and for the rest of the show, by the way, I don't want to. I don't want to give anyone hope that something else was better. And that's not a bad thing to say about any of these matches because next up was the high speed championship, the rematch, Azumi versus Starlight Kid. Um, giving them this spot obviously was great. Um, mm. It ended up becoming an incredibly tough spot because of what they were following, but I never doubted these two. Not for a second. And the crazy part is, is after last year's match, after this match, they still have better in them. Yeah. And that's going to come with the situation. That's going to come with the title on the line. It's all going to come together somewhere down the line. But for a highly anticipated rematch that's following one of the start, best starter matches of the year from last year, the, the first match from last year that really had people talking, mm. not a bad way to follow it up. For the, following my, one of the matches of the year from last year and potentially following one of the matches of the year of this year. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a tough spot, obviously, mm. a lot of pressure on them. But these two can go in there and do this any night of the week at any building, and I'm pretty sure they'll be perfectly fine and perfectly comfortable. Um, they did change it up this year, obviously, mm-hmm. as they should, because you're you're learning more, both of them have, over the past year. And how are you going to utilize that? They focused a little more on limb work mm-hmm. and – Obviously, it was fast. I'm not going to say like they slowed down or anything, but they were taking more chances. They were doing a lot to make it a completely different match while also keeping that high speed to them. And, you know, by the time it's all said and done, it's going to be difficult to name a better high speed rivalry than what these two have created. Um, I don't know. This could be the last time they ever face for that high-speed title. I wouldn't be shocked if it was. Mm. Um, but it won't be the last time they face, so it's okay. But I, I thought this was fantastic. I don't think they topped last year. I think last year was just little extra special for me. But I've seen people say 
they don't know which one's better. I've seen people, I've seen some people down on this one too. Admittedly, I've seen that too a little bit here and there. Um, but I thought it was excellent. Not a big shock. I liked, I liked the back and forth at the end. And yeah, they worked to their fin- each other's finishers, which was really good too. And uh, that that uh, numero dos, it's numero dos, numero um, uno. Which one? No, this Azumi is, or Azumi uses uno. Yeah, and Sorry, Kid uses dos. dos. Yeah. Yes, numero uno looks like it kills folks. Yes. Um, but we've not... said this about Azumi. She doesn't pull back except with the uno in which case she pulls back a lot yeah also she has the um best foot stomp in wrestling today so yeah just want to put that out there i I, i'm leaning towards saying this was better than last year's wow Um, okay and i think the reason for that is i think from bell to bell it's a more complete match i think the highs of last year's was better when they hit the, the high spots, I think that was a little bit better. But from bell to bell, I'd lean towards this one because I thought the the first one after the initial frantic, you know, the, the part that everyone's seen because it got yeah. shared around the world. After that part, I think it, it takes a little while to get back into its rhythm. This match didn't really have that. What I loved was it felt like a rivalry that had been growing for years and years and years and they knew each other's moves. When Azumi went to do a double stomp, uh, Starlight Kid knew to move out of the way. She knew counters to everything Azumi did. And likewise, so what they had to do was they had to hit their signature moves in different ways. They had to adapt. They had to throw things from different angles. And that really added a dimension to this match that I thought really stood out. The only complaint I would have is that the leg that Azumi, quote-unquote, hurt, Mm. the selling went away there, which is not completely unsurprising in the notion of a high-speed match where they yeah. want to keep that speed going. But there was, I think, she quote-unquote injured it, and then two minutes later she's doing multiple double foot stomps. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, we're not selling <laughs> the leg here. Okay. Yeah. Um, some people will get completely taken out of a match because of that. Um probably a little more forgiving because I understand you're not going to sacrifice the high spot signatures to pop the crowd because of these injuries. Um, But yeah, as a total match, I would put it just above last year's probably. I do need to give it a rewatch. But even if it goes down a little bit on rewatch, it's still a hell of a match to be considered in the same category as last year's. Yeah, I I, am with you there. I think rewatches will be necessary for sure. Um, I'm with you on the, you know, the leg part of it. And I think that will come in those world title, wonder title matches. Yeah. Those, when those they're not burdened by high-speed championship. Right. That will stick. And that will, again, is the reason the match will be that much better. Um, and, and to me, those are always just, like, the actual nitpicks. I don't care mm-hmm. that much because I'm not a stickler for those things. I just I'm just not because, like, if I had a great time, guess what? I had a great time. Yeah. Um, but it, the legs are difficult. Like, move to it's it's a difficult body part to sell in these circumstances yeah. because like it's meant to limit your movement. If you hurt your arm, like with Starla Kid, she can sell the arm and still do everything because it doesn't limit you in the same way as oh, I can't run now. If it were like if it were the opposite, and and Starlight Kid stopped selling the arm, which mm. Azumi specifically aimed for the entire match. Yeah, it probably would have bothered me a little more, but like the legs, the leg almost fully came out of it in terms mm. of kid attacking it, and so I think that's probably why I, I brushed back a little bit. But uh, fantastic match! I mean, we're just being yeah. we're just being 
difficult because that's for being snobs the yeah being yeah, masters of the wrestling review category <laughs> we're being critical um about two people who just go out there and kill it every time 7.7 uh, .7 out of 10 not enough link selling yeah yeah sorry 7.7 7. uh but an excellent match exactly what you expect uh, from these two and i can't wait for the next round whenever mm. it does happen and i hope it uh i'd like to see them do it in the five star uh, i think there's a they've definitely been kept separate in those five star grand prix probably for a reason um yeah bring it especially like if they're both moving on from the high speed yeah. title it's going to be a while before we see them one-on-one -on -one for a world or wonder championship if we're being honest um so yeah chuck them in the five star grand prix together so after this match i had the realization and I guess I could wait until what the trios match is going to be, but screw it. I'm just going to talk about it now. Azumi <sighs> is, of course, celebrating her 10th year. That's a big deal. Um, Especially at I, her age. Yeah, that, that is also true. But she has a very busy schedule. Coming. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. When I say busy, I mean she is the prominent name right now in start. Like... And you may say that, like, what? But hear me out here. Hear me out here. Give me a second, because these matches are packed. She has, of course, the IWGP women's title match coming up. We're not going to forget that one. You know, her and Mercedes Monet, they've talked about it. We had Mercedes Monet call her AZM again with TMZ Sports, um, which is all on purpose. I'm not going to. Oh, yeah. I'm not selling for it. I know a lot of people still are for some reason. I'm like, come on, she's doing this. Like, guys, she obviously knows. Yeah. She obviously knows. Yeah. Um, we have that, of course, coming up at Secure Genesis. Not official, but it's happening at Secure Genesis. It's it's basically been confirmed the way they're speaking about it. Yeah. We've had we've had Mercedes say I will be at Secure Genesis for my next defense, and we've had Azumi say yes. So I think And Hazuki uh, running in going, Don't forget about me, guys. Yeah, Suzuki was like, well, I want it. And then I was like, oh, my God, Suzuki versus Mercedes. Well, they, that would be that would be like the ultimate, like, hey, here's Joshi. Uh, <laughs> because Suzuki would not uh, take it easy. And then we have, of course, Cinderella Tournament, which she will mm -hmm. be facing Suzuki. Um, that will be at the end of the month. We have Prominence, our Storm title match. We'll talk about that later. And, of course, Saki Kashima lurking somewhere in the back. Yeah. Um, she's lurking in the back. She's getting ready for that title match, and that's, I think, when we could see Azumi drop it. But I also want to say congratulations to Azumi, who's not only hit over a year, but has mm -hmm. now broken Mayu Yutani's record of high-speed title defenses, and she is the ultimate high-speed champion, a deserving person, the definition of high-speed in you know 2023 and beyond. And I really wish Natsuki Taya would just come back for one more match with Azumi. I know Azumi wishes that would happen too. Mm. Uh because I think that would be and we I know Natsuki Tayo could still do it. I see her do it in seedling <laughs> all the time. Uh but that's my one wish. It's not gonna happen. But uh that would have been I, the perfect passing of the torch situation though. Because Natsuki Tayo was the original high speed queen for stardom. Azumi has eclipsed her, you know, in every way, I think, in terms of, like, being the go-to person. You know, they might as well retire that version of the distressed dead belt that they're carrying around. Just let Azumi keep it, give Saki Kashima something new, um, because that belt is hers as far as I'm concerned. 
It is. It is. It's well, it's hers and Tyo's in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm sure soon enough it'll break in half so you can just share them uh, <laughs> because that's that's life it's on. But I mean, uh, thankfully, Saki Kashima is so skinny, you could break that belt in half and it's probably still fit around her. This is very true. And I'm happy Saki's getting that uh, spot too. She's very she deserving of it. it. This could be a really bad month though for Azumi because I can see her losing all of those matches you mentioned. I presume she's losing the Saki Kashima. She Thank ain't you. beating Mercedes no name, whether <laughs> Hazuki's in the match or not. I can see Prominence winning the, the yeah. trios match. Azumi's probably the one taking the pinfall in that. And then she the Cinderella definitely. tournament. That that's probably I think can go either way, but that yeah. feels like Hazuki's to win. So I I selfishly, big, but... I selfishly want Hazuki to get the win. Hazuki, uh, Azumi three belts win the IWGP Women's and the trios. No, no, I want Hazuki to be as Azumi, mm-hmm. and that makes your high speed match for Grand Queendom. Okay, because I think those two. I know they had the triple threat match, and they said, oh, yeah, that's enough. No, no, no. No, that doesn't count. That wasn't enough. It was great. It was great. But I want you two head-to-head for that title right now, and I think that would be a great spot. Because I think that's a deserving spot for Azumi, obviously. And it's obviously a match I think she does want. Mm. She's made that pretty clear. So uh, that that would be my hope. But if Saki Kashima wins, I'm not going to be upset either. She deserves. Yeah. Worst-case scenario, we get Hazuki versus Azumi in the five-star Grand Prix. Darn. We've already, we've already got three people booked in one block so far. Hazuki Azumi and Starlight Kid for the Red Stars block. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the point Sherry will be in the other block. Yes, we'll keep them yes. in the other block, split yeah. it up. That means Koguma by default will have to be in that block, so we have two high-speed wrestlers per uh, per block. But uh, we'll move forward here now. Uh, we, talked, we talked a lot about the high-speed and Azumi, and I guess she deserves it. She's, again, had a hell of a year. Yeah. Um, but Next up, the World of Stardom Championship match. Julia and Mayu Kihi wrestle to a double countout. And now you may hear that. And you may be like, oh, well, that's, that's <laughs> tough. <laughs> I saw, and I, I, learned, I learned a lot after people watched this match because I learned a lot of people don't watch old school Joshi when I, after <laughs> I watched this match because I was like, this couldn't have been more of an old school Joshi match if they truly. Mm. All you needed was a finish, obviously, to really write that one home. But, oh, my God, these two killed each other with everything in their arsenal. Would I have loved to finish? Absolutely. No doubt in my mind. I always want to finish in a match. But for a match that didn't have a finish, I wasn't upset with what the match was. They worked on the outside pretty much the whole time they slapped each other's faces pretty much the whole time they headbutt each other pretty much the whole time and of course i think we had the most gruesome uh spot of and this of course is coming off a weekend where i watched john moxley and hangman page butcher each other in a match (laughs) but the most gruesome spot i think i've seen so far this year was the tiger driver through quotations around that a table that mikey he hit on julia where julia landed on the end of the table and that is probably the worst spot to land and it's the hardest part of the table exactly the hardest part of the table it looked disgusting 
it mm. felt painful. Mm. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Julia has no care in the world in any of her matches anymore. God bless her. <laughs> I, I think we can put this down as being a shorter championship reign because she ain't going a year if she's doing this every month. No, no. I... no. <laughs> That's okay. I want the shorter reign. <laughs> I love this match. Yeah. Because when when the tournament was when the show was coming up, I was looking at the card. I'm like, uh, versus Azuki. That's gonna bang. The high speed championship match. That's gonna bang. I assume this match would be really good. But after those two matches, I'm thinking these these two have to do something here different. If they just go out and have a aggressive hard match, it's it's not gonna necessarily stand out. They must have heard me or they're smarter than me and they planned for this because they didn't just do a regular... This wasn't a match. Let's not talk about this being a match. This was a fight. This is just two women who went out there and was like, I don't want you to be able to walk afterwards. I want you to get backstage, collapse, get all of the cold sprays, all of the ice packs. You're going to need them. Oh. It was brutal. It was hard. It was believable. Like, I know they're working a story, but if you told me these two hated each other after watching that match, <laughs> I would believe you. Yeah, if you told me my Hickey put it through the, that table that way because, uh, yeah, you left ice ribbons, so I'm going to make you suffer, I would believe it. Um, they sold this perfectly, and I liked the finish. Shoot okay. me, call me evil, whatever. A match like this with this much aggression, with this much raw emotion that spent 98% of the time outside of the ring, yeah. if this had finished with a Northern Lights bomb into a one, two, three, it would have been like, oh, yeah, this is a wrestling match. And that would have yeah. been a Kira Hokuto match, actually. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. But, like, this, the fact that these two literally couldn't focus yeah. on the match and went to a can-out because they just wanted to kill each other rather than win a wrestling match, sure. even with that title on the line, it made me believe everything I'd just seen. Yeah. Now, there are still ways you could have done a knockout. You could have done maybe the Stealth Viper where she chokes out Mayuhiki. But I also feel like maybe there was a little bit of politi- politicking here and they didn't want to do my hickey quite like that um maybe i don't know uh but yeah the way they finished this i loved it um i wouldn't have changed at all but i do understand people like a definitive finish to a match yeah i think my main change for the double count is i would have just had them both done exhausted i think that would have been my only change truthfully because it would have been very fitting of the match as well. But I also like that they're like, no, you're not going to win, and I'm not going to win. This is this yeah. is how it's going. I like that too. And this is like the one match I really want to rewatch from the show because I think you'll have a greater appreciation for it, especially not coming after the previous two matches. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it's finishing the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the type of thing. That's kind of like how I watched um, – Mayu and Tam's match when they had the big 30-minute title match yeah. draw. Yeah. I remember when it like went to the draw and I was so upset and I went back and watched. I was like, oh my God, they killed each other. And mm. it was like so much better that way. So this is one of those where I think if you were upset with it the night of, go back and watch it. You're going to have a much better appreciation for it. It wasn't clunky. It was it was excellent. It was a fight, yeah. like you said. It 
reminded me of a Akira Hokuto match down to the very end. We just didn't have the Northern Lights bomb. Um, but we like, did, oh. just on the outside. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. We just didn't have Which is perhaps the only that. complaint is that, that that should have been just a straight-up 10 knockout, not a clutching at your legs afterwards maybe. Um, but it's, yeah, very it's okay. minor, very minor nitpicks. And then at the end, like, she pulled Julia away from the apron and you could see, like, her back hit the the side of – it was either a table or the, the – mm. Um, the guard guardrail, and you could say, "Oh, why did I do it like that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they did such a great job, and yeah. it would be a shame if we didn't get to see them go one more time. You know, we they created such a aura now around them that it's like, well, we gotta come back to this. And you know, it's not out of the question, of course. Mm-hmm. Maya being the no offense, bitch that she is, said Arrivederci, and, you know, she walked away. She's like, I'm not talking to you, you know, bye-bye. And I think Maya has this great grasp on her role in this company now mm. that I hope this wasn't it. The because ball's basically in her court. I think if she went to Rossi and Julian and said, yeah, I'll do one more match, you know, I think they'd say, yeah, absolutely, let's do it. Um, yeah. But if she's so like, okay, I got that out of my system, I got stardom out of my system, um, as much as it doesn't have a definitive end, it's a match I can't wait to watch again. Like, I, I think Hazuki Psycho Planet is the better match, but if you ask me which one am I going to rewatch first, it's absolutely this one. I'm getting the popcorn and I'm just having a ball watching two yeah. people try and kill each other for my entertainment. I, I would have. I belong in the Roman era, I guess, watching the gladiators in the Colosseum. Yeah, the uh, the Saya Hazuki match is like the type you're just gonna like leave marinating on the mm. side. Mm. This this is the one you're like, oh, I need to see this again. I need yeah. I need to see this again. I just need to see these two beat the piss out of each other and uh, enjoy. This is what I was looking forward to with the Julia title reign. Yes, you know, people yes. from her past, people who hate her guts, uh, just expressing it all in a match and yeah. Julia going, thank you, may I have another. Um, the Suzu match gave it, like, that was an entree, I think. Yeah, yeah. you got a bit of it, but there was more of a respect yeah. thing now. Um, yeah. This one was just full. I'm, I hate you. Um, I love it. Yeah. Speaking of I hate you, after the match, <laughs> the only way that she could have done this after yeah. the brawl that happens. So, you know, Julia does the done talking. All right, I'm going to leave. See ya. Tam Nakano just appears at the top of the stage and she walks right by Julia into the ring. And that's where we get the official challenge for All Star Grand Queendom. Mm-hmm. It will be one more time Julia versus Tam Nakano. Tam Nakano specifically said, I will do anything to make this match happen. Yes. And Julia was very simply said, You just make it for the belt. <laughs> I don't need anything. I lost my hair last time. I'm good. <laughs> um, I watched you nearly kill yourself just then. Only I can kill you. We're doing yeah. a, a, a loser dies match. Yeah, it's like when she said that initially, I was like, I don't think they're going to do what I think they might no. do. Um, I don't think they're going to do the career thing. I know Tam has, again, we, you you and me have been over this multiple times yeah. on multiple podcasts. She likes to tease those things. Hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to do it here, mostly because I don't think she's winning, and I don't think she's retiring at this moment. No. I don't think no. they've set that up, especially with her maker retirement on that show. Yeah. Um, 
it's definitely not happening. There's not but, enough build to it either. Like this, that, that should be like a months long thing. Um, yeah. And like they've, they've hinted at, oh, you know, the new rookie's coming. She's going to find someone to train up to be her successor. She has to train them first. Exactly. None, I don't think any of these rookies coming through are like Tam Nakano already. Yeah. They're working yeah, program. And I don't think they need the extra stakes. I don't. It's, no. it's the world title match. This is new for them. Tam is the most popular wrestler in stardom by all the is... metrics of the you know, she's fan Naito. voting and fan awards. Yeah. Yeah, she That's is Naito. She's in the spot again. She is <laughs> Naito. End of story. Not a big reason. Like, I, I, saw, I saw people complaining about them doing it again because they just did it again, right, yeah. in the finals. That was a different match, one. They were both tired. They were going into <laughs> that. It was full force. And the last major show they had, they did this, and shockingly, these two delivered. Yeah. Um, Tim Nakano is Naito, and that's why she's in the spot. I get mm-hmm. it. I mm-hmm. totally get it. Mm-hmm. And listen, if this isn't the match you're most excited for on the night, guess what? It's not going to be for me either. By default, if the rumor match happens, it can't be. Um, but this should be main eventing that show no matter what. And I say that as someone who's getting my biggest dream match possibly, I will always want the World of Stardom title to main event, no matter what. Unless you have a story like you did with The Wonder. Yeah. When they main evented, you Mm -hmm. always have this main event. It is as big a match you can put on for that show. We already know how stacked the card is now, and they're Mm -hmm. not done adding. I'm okay with it. I'm happy with it. I'm excited for it. When they first and when when the rumor first came out, because it was reported by I think Big Daddy Melts that this was the <laughs> rumored match for All Star Grand Queendom, I was a little bit like, oh, okay, yeah, we've seen it, we've seen it in the big because we want to do Tommy. Let's just say, yeah, we we both <laughs> thought, okay, they're going to do Julia Tommy first time ever. We we said that that's what they're building towards, um, and to hear Tam in another their their biggest show ever, just like last time, their biggest show ever, we got this match. But then when I thought about the other rumoured match, I'm just saying it, Mercedes Monet versus Mayo Watani, that's the other one that got reported. I was okay with it because that's your big first-time-ever match. You know, yeah, we, we, yeah, we don't need to burn two first-time-ever big matches on the one show. So yeah. you go with the proven successful match, the one that we've seen, knows going to be banger, and no will sell tickets because... Ham is the most popular, and Julia is pretty well known as well. Yeah, you know, she has her fans, believe it or not. And then you've got the allure of the icon of stardom versus the boss, along with everything else you're putting in. This is just smart booking, as much as I don't have a clue what they're doing with Atami now. Maybe it's a Kyrie rematch. Maybe she's Kyrie. on the pre-show facing Rena. I think it's gonna be Kyrie. Um, I think that's the rematch you go with because there's no clear match for Kyrie either on that yeah. show right now. It um, could just be a tag match again, the, the run the Kyrie tags, sure. Um, because there's so many big singles matches already on this card. Um, that would but, be fine too. Kyrie tags yeah. also, almost always deliver, so it's not like I'm and it, be it, it gets her on the card, you know, mm-hmm. it gives her a spot, it gives yeah. more people a chance to shine. If they go with a singles match between those two, they're really going for the biggest number possible, truthfully. Yeah. Um, which also they are in show uh, length because <laughs> none yeah. of these matches are going five minutes. No, uh, the only match Zumi Saki's going to be on just to go ten seconds. <laughs> um, I, I think 
in and when Mercedes was when you know when Meltzer originally reported, it was, I think it was before we even had Julia Tam in our minds. It he was. said she would be doing this date, this date specifically, and that's mm-hmm. when I was like, I can understand not doing the Utami match because you don't need it here. Yeah. You already have Mercedes Monet in a stardom ring, mm-hmm. and that might be enough. And as we know now, it's probably going to be enough. And and doing with Tam, doing Julia, that is going to be fine. You know they're going to deliver. That's that's not really something I'm worried about. Um, and this is a different version of both of them now. Uh, we know, you know, Tam's probably going to play to the idea that she's on her final like little road here, and mm. she needs to win this title. And it's going to be great. It's going to be a great story. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not worried about these two telling a great story. I've seen them do it before. Yeah, has, has Elon Musk uh, increased the Twitter character limit yet? Um, I think if you are, you have Twitter Blue. I'm sure Tam's buying Twitter Blue right now because she has a lot of Tam lore to dump. Um, Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, but let's let's move along here to the main event. Yes, after all that, we have finally gotten to your main event of the evening. Folks. The Triangle Derby Finals, as well as the Artists of Stardom Championship match. Prominent Suzuki, Suzuki, Risaseya, and Kurumi Haragi successfully defending against God's Eye, Shuri, Mirai, and Ami Saray. And I said to myself, after all that had happened, I said, one, you can do that finish that you did with Maya and Julia because this is the main event. Yes. That worked better. And two, another main event for Suzu Suzuki and Prominence. Two pay-per-views in a row, folks. <laughs> That's two. And they closed it out doing the Prominence signal with people chanting for Prominence in a stardom ring. As I said to you afterwards, I'm surprised they didn't plug their Kurokan show next month while they're in this ring. I'm I'm shocked that uh, they haven't just uh, said, yeah, they're there they're are. They're on a roster, folks. Like, just okay, but you got to keep playing to the outside part. Yeah. Uh, even though it's obvious that these these three are as locked in as you can be, um, which is great. I'm never going to complain about that. They might they won't be on the deepest of house show tours, but they will be on a lot of their big yeah. shows. If you're in Niigata, you're not seeing them. No, sorry, folks. Um, which I would be upset about, but uh, the match itself, I. Uh, We'll talk. We can talk about the aftermath of Suzu being on the mic forever and laughing her ass mm. off because that's what she does. Um, <laughs> but the match itself, uh, you can highlight really whatever you want. But we're going to highlight the obvious: the closing, se- the closing minutes between Suzu Suzuki and Mirai. It's so crazy to me <laughs> that in 2021, when the year started, one of them were in TJPW. Doing a whole lot of nothing. And the other one was, you know, the future ace of Ice Ring. Mm. And the first time they matched up, random new blood show. It's like, okay, cool. We'll see how they go. Instant chemistry. They head to the five-star Grand Prix. One of the best matches last year in stardom. Um, You know, maybe... Maybe both of their best matches in stardom last year. You can debate. I'm sure Suzu's is up for debate more than Mariah's. Yeah. Um, I think it was Mariah's personally. And Mariah had a lot of great matches too. I'm not taking that away from her. And these two are just the perfect match. 
and you get it here in the closing minutes. You have that built in. You know these two can't stand each other, and it makes that the main event that much better. Absolutely fantastic stuff. I think this might have been my favorite match of the tournament, probably just because of this, and this is my most recent memory. It's either this one or the one prior with prominence against 7-Up, but it was fantastic. And Suzu hitting the locomotive to pin Mirai. They're all even. Yep. Just saying. 1-1-1. One, one, one. Gonna have to do it again, I guess. Ah, oh, so bad. So sad. Have Mirai go to prominence. Let's do it on Suzu's court. Yeah, I don't think Mirai's that dumb. <laughs> 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 but, ah, mm, ah, no, I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. Ro- Rossi, can you tell him that I'm exclusive to stardom and I can't do those shows? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it. Sorry. Yeah. I've got a thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh I don't think that's gonna happen. But uh the match itself, I'll let you uh I'll let you discuss it. Yeah, this was great fun. Like it was not in a great position if you want to judge it in terms of sure. pure match because it was following three, you know, matches that will catch your attention. And I don't think they tried to. Like they knew what they were following. This was dessert. Yeah, this was a palate cleanser. After everything that happened, let's just put on a fun, inoffensive match with good, fun spots and a great closing stretch with wrestlers you know and love. Yeah, this is almost like if you go to like a, a WWE show. Yeah. Oh, I know. I said the same, the, the evil word, WWE, and mm-hmm. they run their you know TV event or whatever. And after that's done, they run like a dark match to close out. That's kind of what this match was for me. Yeah, all the main stuff had finished in terms of like the high-profile matches, even though this had importance, obviously. But this was just kind of like a let's bring it home, have some fun, and just put on a bit of a show. And it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, was it partly because Suzu and Mirai got extended time to just wallop each other? Yes. Is it because they're two of my favourites and they have insane chemistry? Yes. I'm biased. I don't care. I loved it. Yeah, uh, I Suzu Suzuki. I need to see her wrestle all the time. Like she is, and I'm I'm right there with you. These are two of my favorites. Like if I was to make a top, and I never can do this. I never can. <laughs> I never will. Um, if I was to make a top five, of my favorite wrestlers today, they're in there. I know I was talking about Hana and Suzuki earlier, but that's that's yeah. Stardom exclusive. If I was to add Suzu in. She's second to she's second only after Mayu, people. Ooh. It's just it's just the way it goes. Because every time she has a singles match, I need to go out of my way to see it as soon mm-hmm. as possible. I don't do that with everyone. And I think that's kind of like the realization you kind of have. And same with Mariah. Mariah doesn't have as many singles matches because she doesn't work as many dates. But I I, I said it at the end of last year. I was like, I need big Mariah singles matches. My yeah. second favorite starter match this year is Mariah and Chihiro Hashimoto. Mm. And it's because of how great Mariah is. So getting to see these two close it out and seeing Mariah take that loss, it's just like this story that Mariah has right now, building and building is she gets there, Mm. but she can't get it done. She gets to the mountaintop just this close, but she can't reach up and get to the, the peak. And I think it's such a great story. And after this match, I... Call me crazy, but I was like, all right, Mariah's winning the five-star. I literally said that uh, to myself. I was like, because 
even even the triangle derby they got there they dominated and she was the one to lose that was that was purposeful it, they could mm-hmm. have ami lose you can have ami lose at any time well, they do that future champion they do that on every other show she loses but here in the finals mariah lost and she couldn't be more ready for the big spot like i remember last year at this time people like i don't know (laughs) um she's she is ready raring to go she's fantastic um she's a fantastic way to end this tournament uh and i guess i'll open it up now because now promise is the winners promise has proven not only are they the champions they are the best trio in stardom today if the titles didn't tell you that this does now and i will add the only loss that they weren't able to back up in this tournament has come to the forefront. Mm-hmm. We don't know when it's happening, but it will be the prominence trio against Utami Hayashida, Saya Kamatani, and Azumi. <laughs> Twist my arm. Uh, won't be upset <laughs> seeing that one on any show. We don't know when it's going to be yet. I, I'm thinking maybe Cinderella final. That makes the most sense. Like, you could easily see, you know, the three Queen's Quest wrestlers not making the semifinals for one reason or another. Um, And they do like to put one or two big matches on the Cinderella show. Being this close to Grand Queendom, um, I could see them not putting a red belt match or a white belt match. Yeah. The Artist Championship or the tag titles and then defending the tag titles at Kurikan. It's it's a... this month, I should say. I could see either of those titles being the quote-unquote big non-tournament match. Yeah. Um, but give me the artist titles for that. Yeah. Give them 25 minutes to do I their thing. Mean. Yeah. And then you can bring someone out in a dress. Yeah, which is perfect. I think mm. I think that's exactly how they have it lined up, and I think it's smart because I think the Cinderella final sells itself in a lot of ways. And, you know, it's you're gonna prestigious get to, enough. Yeah, you're going to get three tournament matches that last night. You put the artist belt on there. You can put the Saki one on there mm. if you want for Azumi. And then one have... of the other uh, Azumi, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of ways to go. Um, I think artist makes the most sense if you're mm. not. Unless they have the Azumi one first and then Saki wins and Saki makes her first defense there. That's obviously yeah. possible. Yeah. If that happens before, we don't really know. Um But I do like where this is going. And I will remind people the Cinderella finals is like, 10 days before mm. grand queen so it's not uh it's not it's a tight squeeze it's a tight squeeze for um all of this to happen that's kind of why you're trying to plan it out and where it makes the most sense i'd probably have i have promise defend the belts on i think promise will definitely be on all-star grand kingdom they've been the main outsiders this whole time mm. um just be a matter of who and hmm, yeah. There's uh, my, my first thought was my, my first thought was can Kyrie find some friends? Challenge for the artist title. She definitely. We, we know Nanai's always happy to say you want Kyrie and Suzu in the same ring. It's okay. I want Kyrie and Suzu in the same ring. I want Kyrie and Risa in the same ring too, for that matter. Yeah, yeah, but uh, fantastic show here. Um, as someone that has watched all the big shows this year in wrestling, this this easily takes the cake because I think everything that you wanted to deliver, not only delivered, but ex- in some ways exceeded expectations. Mm. 
Um, the only one that I don't think exceeded expectations was the match with the highest expectations going in, and that was the high-speed match. And that's not a discredit to them. It was a fantastic match. They just need to pull out a five-star match to exceed expectations. Yeah. It um, met high expectations. Yes, yes, exactly. It met. didn't under-deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, but absolutely fantastic. Triangle Derby won, championship battle result. Uh, all you need to know, we got you covered. All-Star Grand Queendom has taken shape. Um you got a lot of your main matches there. Still more to come. Uh, in terms of Triangle Derby, I think as, you know, this is their first year doing it, they're going to make critiques, I'm sure, next year of how they want to do it. I think the best way is to go to the normal blocks, personally. Mm-hmm. Not doing the inner blocks yeah. on the – I think that would be better. I think there's obviously ways to do it. Um but it was an entertaining enough way to do it to start off the year. It's not, I never expected this to be, you know, shows full of absolute must see five. And had they had cheering the whole time, as we saw towards the end, maybe it would have been because hmm. it got better and better as it got towards the end. Uh, like that Corkin that they did the last one before this, it was great. Um, so I think it would have changed, but I'm happy with it. It's a fun little tournament. And if this is what the final night's going to bring me every time, then I am okay. Yeah. Look, I think there are some changes you can make. I would shorten it. I think two yeah. months for this is too long, especially I'm a little bit burnt out with uh, round-robin stardom tournaments right now because we have the five-star Grand Prix. Yeah. That goes for two months. You get a very small break, and then you do the Goddess of Stardom Tag League. That tends to go for, like, two months. And now you get a very short break, and then you're going into the Trios tournament, which goes for two months. It's a bit too much of the same base concept all at once. Um you know, I, I love Stardom Trios matches. They do them fantastically. They know what works. Um, but, yeah. Very early on in this tournament, I was kind of like, okay, I just can we just have kind of normal stardom stuff again, sure. bit more variety. Um, I would have appreciated it more if it was at a different time period. So give us a couple extra weeks maybe into January before you start it and maybe cut it down to a month, month and a half, a couple of less teams probably. Um, I think a, a less is more in this yeah. situation personally. But, hey, I'm not the one trying to sell out you know, however many shows a month they do going around the country, you need gimmicks to get people who aren't hardcore fans to come to these shows. If they know, oh, a tournament's on, it feels a little bit more important than just a bunch of random matches. So I do get it from that perspective. This is why I don't run a wrestling promotion because I wouldn't book according to what makes business sense. I'd be booking to my own whims. Yeah, uh... I, I so I would say you could always consider moving it, but I prefer round robin season to start with the five star because then you're mm. not at all burnt out, you're beyond excited. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, it's hard to move it at all because that's the only open gap these days. And they want um, one for every season, which I get like the tournament for every season is a cool gimmick, yeah. it is. Yeah, shortening it, I think, is a diff- uh, obviously possible. We'll see where they are in a year. We don't know where exactly. they're going to be in a year yeah. with all these relationships and stuff from the outside. So we'll wait and see on that, but a fantastic show nonetheless. Breaking news. I cut back in to this episode 
one day later after myself and Trent recorded, and I got Trent back to talk with me uh, because we have uh, something very big to talk about, and I I didn't want to wait till next week. No, 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 no. If the episode didn't drop yet, I can do whatever the hell I want, and I'm getting it on the show. I'm giving it to everyone on the free version. We're not missing it. So we'll start at the top. We'll start at the top. Kyrie drops a video uh, morning Wednesday for here in the States, Wednesday for there in Japan, yourself. So, you know, as is. But here in the States, it was in the morning, early morning. Uh, Kyrie saying that she's going to be at All-Star Grand Queendom. Very exciting, as expected. (laughs) Um, And she said she's bringing a special guest uh, to the Cork and Hall show on April 2nd. And well, she didn't say necessarily she was bringing a special guest. She was bringing a special guest to Grand Queendom, and she's announcing that. Well, that person will be announced at Corican. Right. So they right, may not right. show up themselves. Like, true. If they're in another country, for example, sure. um, they may, yeah, just sort of say, hey, I've got this person. Here's a pre recorded video. We're coming to, you know, do things. Yeah. Um, and she talked to Natsupoy at the end, said mm. it's in your hands. And, you know, that was like, okay, interesting. Kind of have to start connecting dots here. As you can expect, Joshi Twitter was very, very careful with this, and they didn't overestimate anything. They weren't tossing every name you could think of no. out there. But I heard a race of Hashiki, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens, then <laughs> call off the dogs, folks. Um, <laughs> so, you know, people start, sw- rumors start swirling. People start to realize, okay, it's been three specific years for a certain someone, uh, which we'll get to in a second, that, you know, their contract may or may not expire. And I said, yes, but she missed so much time. Maybe they extended that. Um, so that brings us to the reason this is breaking news because I was not going to just do it for the Kyrie segment. I could have easily moved on from that. We could have talked about that when it actually mattered. Yeah, but but Tokyo Sports decided to report the big one, folks. The big one. Um, so according to Tokyo Sports, reported by them. Um, one second, let me get the exact translation. Sari, the former Saray of WWE, is returning to Japan, officially leaving WWE, as she's announced here on the 9th in Japan. The return match to Japan will be Tokyo Shinjuku face Sariism on May 16th. Uh, in, in the article, also says in 2021, it was decided to move to the United States, and in March, it was officially announced that she would join the WWE. Debuted under the NXT brand in April, on the name Saray, yada yada yada. As you can tell, didn't go all too well. Uh, in August of that same year, uh, she had a match set with Tameko Satomura that was canceled, kind of out of nowhere. And since then, she has not appeared in WWE and left the group amicably at this time. Sari will hold a press conference on the 13th to announce the resumption of activities in Japan. So a lot to dissect here. Mm-hmm. There's Sariism, which is, you know, girl after Nanai's heart. Uh, with, <laughs> <laughs> with Nanaiism. Uh, that will happen at Shinjuku Face. There's, of course, now. This was the person everyone was talking about. 
mm-hmm. as the potential name because no one has heard from Suri in months. You know, should we? It was reported she had visa problems. She had visa problems. She had visa problems. That was about it. You know, they sent her to the UK to have that match with Mako. Never happened. Um, she got stuck over there. She's hiding in Bristol or something. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all to say that now we have reached this point. And sure, she does say that her return match will be at Surrealism. And maybe that's mm-hmm. true. That mm, could mm. be very true. That could be what it means. Maybe she's not lying. Uh, of course, we'll see on the 13th if and what she has planned. Um, hopefully, it's not a return to Diana. That would be the worst plan. Um, <laughs> but big news, obviously, coming out of it. So first initial thoughts besides, oh, my God, we're going to get my Utani versus Suri. <laughs> I mean, that is the first, second, and third thought. Like, it, it, after I thought about that was when, you know, three years in the making, literally, was when I sort of twigged about the Kyrie thing. And admittedly, I hadn't read the full article where it says her quote-unquote return is for the uh, Cerezum show. But, like, come on, we're living in the age of Keiji Muto running 70 retirement shows where he's like, oh, this is my last match here. So maybe this will be, like, her first return match as Sari or Sarai is the Sariism show. But then she has, like, another gimmick version, a stardom character that she's running. And so that's still true, but she's just gimmicking it. Like, you know. She can announce this and then announce something else. Sell the Shinjuku face tickets and then it's like, oh, surprise, I'm coming to stardom. Is it connected? Maybe, maybe not. It is very conveniently timed, you know, between Kyrie announcing this and Tokyo Sports dropping this news. Because like, it feels like if they're going to do a big tag match with Kyrie and someone at Grand Queendom and they're making the surprise person matter, they're important, it's got to be someone, right? Like, they're not yeah. just going to build up to April 2nd's announcement and go, oh, it's Fukigan Death as Pirate. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be someone from the outside. This is a hell of an announcement. Like, if it was to be her, mm-hmm. perfect. And, hey, they have the WWE connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can be yeah. Papa H's train machine in stardom or something. Yeah, so it's... It's very interesting to think about because I want I want to just start with the most important part is that Sari gets to actually wrestle again. Freedom, yeah, freedom. She gets not freedoms, freedom. She's not going maybe freedoms. freedoms. I mean, if she wants to, go crazy. Um, But the the excitement comes in the form of her getting to wrestle again. You know, Mm. she's only twenty six. Thank God, right? Thank God she wasn't. You know, you know older and she was like all right this is it i'm good i'm done um because she didn't wrestle she wrestled a handful of matches in wwe Mm. um i watched never came to fruition that no it never worked you know she got she got there at maybe the worst possible time because not only did covid obviously happen and you know that kept her there for a while that kept that kind of extended her time in Japan unexpectedly, mm-hmm. but she finally gets over there, uh, you know, joins the NXT brand, and then they change NXT. Yeah. And that completely pretty much to me killed all the potential she ever had because they weren't going for the in-ring aspect mm-hmm. as much anymore. Um, 
and it just never worked out for her. And it sucked because I think a lot of us are fans of her work and we know what she can do. And now she's free. And yeah. it seems now I don't know. We don't know. We're going to see what she says at the press conference. And then we're going to see on April 2nd, if she is in fact the person I'm, if I was a betting man, I would side with, yes, she probably mm. is. Um, Unless they're bringing back someone crazy that we're not like, a, unless like for some reason they're bringing back like a Kawa or something <laughs> for, no re- for no good reason other than, yeah, it's our big show. Let's just have her here um, again. Right. But, but thinking about this, you know, Stardom probably got assuming we're assuming here. You probably got word that this was going to happen, mm. and let's be honest, people. Once you step in WWE, your your star rises no matter what. Even if she mm-hmm. didn't work out there, and she didn't, you know, do what EO did and Kyrie did, and Oscar's done, um, she still stepped foot in WWE. She's still mm-hmm. on that global scale of a program. So her star has ri- risen to the point where she can't go back to pro wrestling, Diana. It's just just not possible. She can be, you know, the biggest freelancer now in Japan. That goes without saying. And if surrealism is a real thing, maybe that's exactly what she's going to do. Uh, Maybe she's going to be like, you know, Nanai and Prominence. And maybe she's going to dip in and out. She's not going to lock herself into a deal. But I don't care. Any version of Suri in promotions I get to watch her wrestle, it's a win. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, you know, she's been locked out for so long in the sense of, you know, the COVID situation, you know, it it killed all of the buzz she had. Like, when it was announced she's going to WWE, even people who were hesitant about the move, myself included, about whether it would work for her, it was still like, oh, okay, Ceree's going over there, another big Joshi name. And then silence for so long because of COVID and then she went over there and yeah NXT changed and she's just kind of been stuck in the doldrums of trying to make a character work because she was you know her character in Joshi never really was going to translate to WWE and she doesn't have the inherent outward boundless charisma of a Shinsuke Nakamura or an Asuka or even a Kyrie, where you can kind of get over by that you know very much in the Kushida mold which was always mm-hmm. going to make things more difficult. But now that she can come back over, yes, she has the WWE rub. It's not a, it's not the same glean as EO or Kyrie or anything, but it's still WWE, she said. People are going to be excited because you either appreciate what WWE can do and think, what's this version of Suri going to be? Or you hate what WWE does and are excited to finally see three years locked up in a cage, Suri, <laughs> unleash. And... It's kind of surprising Shinjuku face because that's a very small stage, but I guess start small with this kind of thing. Maybe they could have done a slightly bigger event. But like, I wouldn't blame her if she didn't sign with Stardom because of yeah. what happened with WWE. Be free, you know, mm-hmm. do a fourth Nomad show, rock up in Stardom because they'll take you, you know, do Sendai Girls and all of that. But your yeah. star is bigger because you were in WWE. And now you can remind everyone why people were so excited to see you. And as you said, she's still mid-20s. We've lost part of her prime, but we haven't lost her prime yet. No. no, And she's probably going to want to repay a lot of the promotions that helped her out when she Mm -hmm. got stuck 
right? You know, once yeah. she signed that contract and couldn't head over, it was like, uh, all right, what am I going to do? <laughs> uh, you know, she wrestled in Seedling, like you said, Diana. She stayed She stayed out of stardom, obviously, so we never hmm. got that match with Mayu. Um, and that makes sense because that's the cool. biggest one. But there's just so many avenues now. There's so many avenues. There's so much excitement. And I'm excited for people to see what she can do because mm. I think there's a lot of Joshi fans now that don't fully know what she's capable of. I remember yeah. when I, you know, I learned that she was signing with WWE. So what did I do? I went out of my way to see her best matches. And, you know, she really had a hell of a run before she finally went over to WWE. Like mm. the, it was like a miracle run almost that. You know, she won tag belts and seedling. She had some great matches over there. Um, you know, she kind of did a lot um, just in that little run. And, you know, the excitement, of course, she has that great drop kick that everyone, you know, talks about the missile drop kick to the bottom row. The best forearms in Joshi. Like, she, you know, she, she's going to. If she's fighting poi, she's going to hurt the poor girl. Um, but she's used to it, I guess. But it, it's just so exciting because we still have so many questions. And, of course, next week I'll get to talk about whatever she says hmm. at the press conference, which is exciting. Um, but I wanted to make sure we talked about it here. We didn't completely ignore it. Uh, this is literally like minutes later thoughts. They dropped the – Tokyo Sports dropped the article. And I was like, hey, Trent. You want, to, uh, you want to talk about this real quick? I was literally trying to get my last uh, Future of Joshi article done. And I was like, uh, well, the, nope, can't do it. Can't Maybe do it. you need to add another person to the Future of Joshi list now. <laughs> that could be a whole different article. I think uh, <laughs> she would have been, you know, she would have been considered had she never went to WWE because she was still uh, young enough. Now mm. it's like, I, I just, so I think like my personal preference is one, she's obviously the mystery person. I want that to happen because oh, yeah. that means she's going to have that extension to start in one way or the other. Two, I'm fine if she wants to work everywhere or work all these little spots, at least for the time being, right out of the mm. gate. Because like you yeah. said, she was just locked up under contract for three years and didn't get to do anything. So uh, it's exciting. Yeah, I mean, this is what you love about Joshi. Is every now and again, just something happens where everyone's just kind of a buzz with excitement. And this is the perfect case. You know, a three-year wait, but it will be worth it, the return of Sari. Um, I'm looking forward to it because, like, I didn't appreciate her run fully when it was happening initially. It was only with the WWE signing and going back and watching. I'm like, oh, okay, I can see why WWE might have shown interest in her. Um, and now, yeah, there's a lot of people who've got into Joshi past few years will not know what they're in for with her coming back, especially if all they have to go off of is Sailor Moon. I think there's an aspect, too, to discuss in that this could be kind of a sign of what's to come if WWE wants Joshi wrestlers. I think Trade them properly. Be- well, that, but I think there will be more hesitation hmm. because there is, there's levels to this. You can be Asuka, mm-hmm. you know, accomplish everything, and then some. You could be Kyrie and Io, who are really the same spot. You know, they had success in NXT, tag team champions. You know, Io's still there, so maybe she hmm. does more. But 
kind of seems like that's where they see her. And then there's the story of it all where it's, you get in there and you don't really get to do anything. You, you, you literally just waste your time in a PC getting retaught how to wrestle, which was a joke in itself, but Mm. besides the point. And yeah, I mean, there was a lot of times she was in Japan. We've seen that, you know, we've Mm. seen her take pictures and there's been reports of that. So I don't even know how much time she actually spent here in the States, truthfully. Um, But I'm happy that she gets to uh, go home and wrestle. That's, I can't wait for Surrealism. I better be able to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they'll put it on the WWE network after all of this. Oh yeah, I bet they will. But uh that's all. That's all. I just wanted to jump in here, you know, quick quick fifteen minutes or so to uh talk about that. But I'll I'll toss it over to the Patreon side of things. I made sure to get this on the free feed. Uh, Unless there's another big announcement in like four hours time. Please, please don't <laughs> do that to me. Uh, I don't I don't I don't need that. But uh thank you everyone for listening. And like I said, if you want to hear, you know, my trend's thoughts about all the press conference stuff other than this, um, you know, the the decision of Waka's future, the New Blood Premium card, Cinderella expectations, then uh, make sure you subscribe to the Patreon. Otherwise, thank you, everyone, and we'll uh, talk to you next week.